0: make the most out of your daily commute or next road trip in a new Audi from Audi Atlanta. And what better way to do it than behind the wheel of a stylish Audi A5 Sportback. Hey, it's Finn, along with my friends at Audi Atlanta, here to introduce this city to the Audi A5 Sportback. With a versatile and athletic design, the beauty lies within. Combining the sleekness of a coupe with the practicality of a four-door hatchback. And right now, you can lease the Audi A5 Sportback for $537 per month. Find yours at AudiAtlanta.com. And use the Jim Ellis Expressway to start or complete your entire purchase online or shop in person on Petrie Boulevard just inside the perimeter. Experience the thrill of driving like never before at Audi Atlanta. Offer applies to a 36-month lease, 2024 Audi A5 Sportback 40, 537 per month, 10,000 miles per year with 4731 due at signing. Example stock number A25954, MSRP 49905, excludes tax, tag, and title fees. Offer expires 531.24 with approved credit.
1: Surprisingly, I believe waiting for your next mistake. I put in work and watched my status escalate. Welcome Stormwalls. into Blackboard. the Punt and Pass podcast. I'm your host my Drew plan. Butler, joined man as man, always role. by my co-host my job, like Aaron Murray, and you know what time it is. Yes, this p- episode of Punt and Pass is presented by Prize Picks. Are you tired of the grind trying to win on salary cap DFS, spending so much time trying to set the perfect lineup only to fall short of winning big? Well our friends at prize picks have created the most simple and fast daily fantasy game all you have to do is choose over or under correctly on a player's fantasy point projections to win that's right no competing against thousands of pros while trying to meet a salary cap with prize picks it's just you versus the projections they are also the first DFS site to allow you to make cross sport entries so you could go under on Nick Chubb in the Cleveland Browns while taking the over with Ronald Acuna and your Atlanta Braves. Prize Picks really is Daily Fantasy Simplified. And here is the offer if you don't know it by now. Download the Prize Picks app wherever you download your apps on your smartphone or go to slash info. Use the promo code PNP. That's the letter P, the letter N, the letter P. It gets you a free two pick entry to win 25 bucks and they will match your first deposit 25%. That's promo code PNP. Download the PrizePix app or go to myprizepicks.com/info. Use the promo code PNP. And one listener, David Green, shouted us out last week. Aaron, he said he played Prize Picks for the first time and won 100 bucks. It's legit. Yes, it is legit, and you don't have to play against anybody. I don't know how many more times I can tell you it's that easy. And later on in the show, Aaron and I will give you our predictions. On what you should play this weekend on prize picks. Follow them at prize picks on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us at punt and pass. Aaron is at Aaron Murray 11. I am at Drew Butler 13. And before we get rolling, major shout out to Carly Molino. She won our giveaway. You are getting a signed football. So that is awesome. Congrats, Carly. Thank you for listening. Aaron, week four was crazy. People are still talking about it. We're going to get into week five a little bit. Uh, not that exciting games. There's a couple of top 25 matchups that we'll break down and give you our picks. Obviously, we have to have a bounce back from last week on punt, pass, and pick. But the mm-hmm. first thing I want to do, okay, is I want to ask you about some of the aftermath from this Georgia-Notre Dame game. We both live in Atlanta. I'm in the car. I'm listening to sports radio. I'm listening to national media. And the water carrying for Notre Dame is already starting. You're hearing, hey, is Georgia not good enough? Is Notre Dame really better than we expected? Kirk Herbstreit's tweeting out, Notre Dame gained so much. What a tough performance on the road. Notre Dame lost nothing. Well, they lost the game, okay? And I can't believe we're sitting here comparing what is statistically, Aaron, statistically, in the rankings, the best win of the college football season. Georgia beat the highest ranked team in college football three, four weeks, and they did it with a B or maybe even a C-plus performance. Why must everybody sit here and say, this was not good enough to beat Alabama or Clemson? Hey, Who gives a shit? They're not playing Alabama or Clemson. It's week four, and they beat the number seven ranked Notre Dame Fighting Irish. And already you're hearing that Notre Dame gained more from losing this game than Georgia got from winning it. Am I wrong?
2: Well, first of all, I I wouldn't classify it as a B minus C plus game. I think this was a very good game by Georgia. They played well defensively. You look at the running, their ability to run the football. It, it might not have been of what we've seen, but they're playing a very good team. I mean, yes, this is a exactly. good Notre Dame team. I mean, my, and I've been saying it all week. People look at LSU and they look at Alabama and, and they want that. It's always people always want what they don't have. You know, they Amen. want the 66 point game. They want uh, their quarterback to throw for four or five touchdowns. That's just not how the University of Georgia is built right now to win football games. They're going to win close ones. You look at the the rest of their schedule when they fl- play uh, play Florida down in Jacksonville, when they play Auburn, go there, if they make it to the SEC championship game, if they make it to the playoffs, they're not going to blow anyone out. They're just not built to do that. They're built yes. to play really good defense. They're built to run the football. A- and Jake Fromm is going to throw the ball in the mid-20s. So that's who they are. That's their identity. So you can't get mad at a team for winning just because it's not the way you want it to happen. Amen. It's not going to be 66-20. to It's not going to be 50-10. to um, does that make them worse at LSU? or does that make them worse than, than Alabama? No, they're just different. Because when, it's just different, you know, it, it's just a different way. It, it, look at it, I'll give you a baseball analogy. Some baseball teams win by scoring 15 runs and, and outscoring teams like that. And some teams win by you know, two nothing because yeah. their pitchers are really good. Is one win better than the other? Is one team better than the other? You won't know until they face off. Uh, so we won't know until Georgia plays Alabama or plays LSU. Uh, but right now they 're they 're just as good it 's just a different style
1: I could not agree with you more, and i 'm glad you bring that perspective because I feel like people need to take a deep breath and say, "Hey, this is the fourth week of the season it 's the first time Georgia saw some real adversity." And one notion from Kirby Smart's teams at Georgia since his tenure in Athens is that they get progressively better week in and week out. And I saw this. I was asked this morning in an interview, "Could you make the case that Georgia's the best team in the nation right now?" I said, "Hold on, hold on, one second." Could you make the case? Yes, you absolutely could. And I pointed towards an article written by Andrew Hall, who's a listener of Punt and Pass. You can follow him on Twitter, at Crazy. He is a great follow. Go check him out, at crazy. And he simply put it in a factual manner. No one in the nation has beaten a team ranked higher than Georgia did this past weekend when they beat the number seven ranked Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Yes, LSU beat Texas on the road. Texas was ranked number nine at the time. Okay, Notre Dame was ranked number seven. LSU beat Texas by seven points. Notre Dame is now ranked number 10 after their loss to Georgia. Texas is behind Notre Dame. They're ranked number 11. What about Oregon? Aaron, you called their game this last weekend. Excuse me, Auburn. What about Auburn? Auburn beat Oregon by six. Okay, Oregon was ranked number 11 on a neutral field. Now Oregon's ranked number 13. Then this past weekend, they beat Texas A&M by eight points a m was ranked number 17. Now they're ranked number 23. And then last week, USC beat Utah. Utah was ranked number 10. They beat them by seven points. So you can literally look at these statistics and say Georgia has the best win of the season. So far, they didn't mm-hmm. play their best. They almost had it as a runaway game. And we didn't even touch on this on Monday's episode. We'll move on to the next topic here in a second. But I want your thought process as well as a quarterback as a play caller, knowing situational football, Kirby was kind of getting killed, and I'm hearing it again in the media, for kicking the field goal from the 26-yard line when it was fourth and short, fourth and less than one, when they were up by 10 points. Here is what you do in situational football, all right? And I'm not carrying the water for Kirby Smart. This is what you do in analytics in situational football, you kick the field goal there to go up by two touchdowns. If you're down or up by three or seven points, then you go for it and try to extend your lead to two touchdowns. When you have Rodrigo Blankenship in the bag, who is money, the best kicker in the nation, you take the three points, make it a 13-point game. Yes, everybody would have loved to go for it, score a touchdown, make it a 17-point game, take two, three more minutes off the clock, and really put it out of reach. But you play to the percentages. Rodrigo puts three on the board. Everything's good. A shank punt happens. Field position breakdown. Notre Dame gets a touchdown. Scary at the end of the game. But you just said it, Aaron. Notre Dame is a good team. Mm-hmm. I just think Georgia should get a little bit more respect for winning this football game. Guys like Kirk Street. I even heard John Kincaid on 6'8 of the fan didn't even put Georgia in their top four. Now, that's fine. I don't care. It's week four. Who cares? You and I have said that the top six teams are really interchangeable. Put them wherever you want right now. It doesn't matter. It's going to work itself out. But to say Georgia took a step backwards after beating the number seven ranked team in America is just stupid. I think it's a hot take, and I'm here to call it out. Because, quite frankly, it's just ridiculous. Let's move on. Georgia gets a bye week. A lot of teams in the SEC have a bye week this week, and we're really about to get down to the nitty-gritty of conference play. Yep.
2: Yeah. Um, I'm with you on everything you said, awesome. so to, let's move on. So we it's, just
1: become best it, friends. The, the, the,
2: the biggest thing is is it will all sort itself out, and yes. this is just all a bunch of hot takes early yes. in the season. It's just week four, uh, people speculating, and that's what we do. It's our gig, but – everything will sort itself out. Georgia will have to play Alabama if they yes. want to make it in. Oklahoma uh, Oklahoma's going to have to continue to play Texas. Ohio State has a bunch of tough games ahead of them. The only one that still is we will we'll say it every single week is Clemson, but you know, and I don't know if we're breaking down that game or not, but Clemson has to go to North Carolina this week and that's a decent decent football team. I know yeah. they've lost their last two, but they have a good defense. Their young quarterback has played well at times this year, and we just know that that Clemson always has that one game every season where they just don't play up to expectations. These are 18 to 22 year old kids. I'm not saying Clemson's going to go lose this game, but there's always that one week where they have a slip up. It's at North Carolina. It's a good team, good defense. They're going to be juiced up for this football game. They're going to want to get back on track. So we'll see what happens. I'm I'm looking for it. I'm hoping it's a good game. Because uh, I just don't want to see Clemson continue just to blow everyone out in the ACC.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. And then one more team that I'll throw in that mix, who so I know you have uh, a lot of thoughts about, the Auburn Tigers, that defense is for real, as showed last week against Texas A&M. You say it, when you have a front four who is dominant in the trenches, led by Derrick Brown, who are disruptive, they can get in the quarterback's face by only rushing four and apply pressure, Compare, excuse me, paired with. A defensive secondary that is long, rangy, fast, and can tackle—you're going to be in a lot of football games.
2: Yeah, the, I think the best defense right now in all of college football, uh, and definitely the best in the SEC. I mean, you look at Alabama right now—they've played well, um, but they definitely have shown some weaknesses at times. And they're the banged up. They're banged up. LSU is banged up, and 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 let Vanderbilt kind of have a. a, a Probably want their better days this season offensively. And and you saw what Texas did to LSU. Georgia, I like what they're doing defensively. Really impressive. I mean, 17 of those points came off a muff punt that put them, you know, backed up in their own red zone. So I like Georgia's defense and and how much they've grown so far this season. Uh, But right now, Auburn, it it really does. If you can get pressure with four, play too deep. Uh, and then man up to at times, and they like to the man up. They're not they're not afraid to get in your grill. That's a really good defense, and the biggest thing is they tackle in space. They, you see so many times nowadays these these Alabama receivers, uh, Southern Cal, Clemson, these guys catch it, make guys miss, and they take uh, These guys in the back end, this, the safeties and corners have shown that, yeah, we may give up a catch, but we're not going to give up the yak. We're not going to give up those yards after catch. We're going to tackle guys in the open field. Uh, and limit you that way as well.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Well said, Aaron. Auburn's good. There's no doubt about it, as proved by two great wins, two really good wins, one on a neutral site, one on the road. All right, before we break down the games this week, news came out on Monday from Houston's quarterback, De'Eric King. De'Eric King obviously had some Heisman hope. Before the season started, he had a really good season two years ago. He was banged up last year. Dana Holgerson comes in. Everybody's expecting big numbers. Monday afternoon, it's said that he is taking advantage of the redshirt rule. Keep in mind, he is a senior, much like Kelly Bryant was at Clemson last year. He has played four games, so he can't play anymore if he wants to redshirt. My mind's going straight back to the Kelly Bryant stuff, how he quit on his team. This is ridiculous. He exposed the rule, used it to his advantage, whatever that was last year. And then you and I find out De'Arrick King is not transferring. He's staying at Houston. Says he wants to sit out for the rest of the year. His senior year, to become a better football player and get his degree, it was in air quotes what was best for him. This is one of the most mind boggling things I've ever heard. I don't understand how Dana Holgerson, the head coach, says, Yeah, that's cool, man. Thanks to my team captain for just sitting out for the next eight. I think games. it was Dana's
2: idea, honestly. I think really? Dana approached I, I do. I think he approached him with it and saying, listen this team right now, we're one in three. Do you mind sitting out next year and That's coming back? Unbelievable. And like, I'm with you. This is the – it frustrates me. It really does because this is a senior captain. This is a senior leader, and, and you're pretty much telling all your buddies on the team that you're not good enough to stick it out this year and <laughs> that you're going to give it another go next year. That's what you're telling your friends. You're literally looking at all your buddies who you worked all spring, yes. all summer, grinding through the heat, all the conditioning, all the weight workouts, all the practices – and you're saying, okay, we're one in three. We're only a third of the way through the season. There's a lot of season to go. Yes. But uh, you guys aren't good enough, so I'm just going to sit out the rest of the year. And, and maybe next year I'll give it a go again with a new batch of guys. So I would have been more okay, honestly, and and I still don't like this, with him saying he's going to transfer yes. somewhere else to play. Yeah, I'm, I almost I'm, agree with you I'm there. More, I would rather him do that than this because I think this is so disrespectful to all those seniors, those other seniors, all of his buddies that he's worked with for three years very disrespectful. I, I I I don't agree with it at all. I think they're taking advantage of this role right now, uh, and it's getting kooky. It, it's way too kooky. So well, um, t- okay,
1: tell me this. Uh, you came back for your senior year. You had an opportunity to leave early. You well, guys had a ton how of about talent.
2: Our, how about my my freshman year, would we start off the year one and two, one and three? Do you think uh, any of those yes. seniors, you think any of those seniors, Chapis and those guys would be like, yeah? Could uh, <laughs> you see Sean Chapis saying, "I'm gonna I'm gonna sit out the rest of this year"? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to give my team a year to after this.
1: No chance, man. No, no. And I couldn't see Coach Rick allowing that to happen either. Shout out to Sean Chappis. But you're, you're, that's great perspective. Again, that is completely asinine and unbelievable. So we'll see what DeArt King does. I don't know if Karma's going to come back to bite him, but this is just weird, baffling, and again, bending the rule that was put in place for good reasons. And uh, two people now have taken extreme advantage of it. So. Who knows? What if Houston just rolls off eight wins in a row? That would be awesome. That would be awesome. All right, let's look forward to week five. A couple of good top 25 matchups. One at 330, and it's the team that just lost to Georgia, I guess, based on what I'm hearing, the greatest team in college football, Notre Dame. Okay, they're hosting number 18 Virginia Notre Dame's ranked number 10. Notre Dame is a 12.5-point favorite. The over-under is 48.5. Now, Aaron, it's only week five, but I am sounding I'm, – I'm hitting the button right now. I'm sounding my red alarm. Notre Dame on upset alert. I think they might drop this game after a physical battle just seven days ago on the road. Virginia's pretty good. Bronco Mendenhall, Bryce Perkins trying to show that they're the second-best team in the ACC. Watch out.
2: Notre Dame well and it's a it's a mobile quarterback yes. too and we saw what happened in, in week one versus Louisville and I think this is a, a much better Virginia team than Louisville and that was a that was a close game until about the fourth quarter Notre Dame started to pull away a little bit this is a better Virginia team great quarterback uh, they I think averaged about 35 points a game they're playing well defensively so and, and it was a very physical game that Notre Dame just got off. I, I do think Notre Dame is a little bit more confident after that game saying, hey, we can play with the big boys, but you're still going to be beat up. Uh, there's still going to be somewhat of a a, a a lack of energy throughout yeah. that game. But I, I like Notre Dame to win. I think their fans are going to show up really supportive. I think they're going to make it a great environment. But I don't see the 12 and a half points, no, not close. They just – Notre Dame's offense is just like Georgia's offense. I don't think is built – to score a ton of points uh, especially against good defenses they're just that's not how they roll so i like i like notre dame to win a close one so give me uh, give me virginia with the points
1: awesome awesome yeah i agree and if you just look back at how physical that game was a week ago and that's what everybody is talking about no i am not comparing georgia to alabama but over the past couple of years teams that play alabama the week after The week after they played the Crimson Tide, they do not have good showing. So I think Notre Dame could be in trouble here. Virginia plus 380 money line. I like the points for sure. And I'd give them about a 40%, 50% chance To win, all right, Pac 12 battle number 21 USC, who's looking pretty, pretty good after that Utah upset a week ago. He's heading up to Seattle to take on Jacob Eason in the number 17 ranked Washington Huskies. Washington, a double digit favorite, they're laying 10. The over under is 59. This game's at 330 also on Fox. Clay Helton just clinging on to nine lives. Washington wishes that they didn't drop that weird game against Cal 20-19. to Lightning delays kicked off at like 2 a.m. Eastern in Week 2. I think Washington has a lot to prove, Aaron. I think they cover this number. USC is just up, down, up, down, up, up, and I think they're going down this weekend.
2: It's hard because I keep bashing USC and saying that you know they just can't get it done. They can't get it done. They're going to lose their coach, but they just keep finding ways to win. they yeah. found ways to win Week 1. They beat up Stanford pretty well. Obviously, that OT loss to, to BYU stunk. And then last week versus Utah, found a way to win, too. Uh, I do like this Washington team. They, they really haven't had that, that big victory yet this, this year, though. I mean, I guess you could say BYU was a good win last year, but BYU is a good team. I don't think it's an elite team. So this is going to be their toughest challenge against a USC team that – Somehow just keeps finding quarterbacks to just chuck it up in the air and allow the receivers to, to come down yeah. with it, I think. So probably the top five receiving crew in the country. Uh, they're playing well on defense or, or at least better on defense. They do got some athletes on that side, too. I like Washington for the fact that it's going to be noisy as heck. That is yeah. one that we talk to guys in the Pac-12 all the time. They always say Washington is one of the toughest places to play within that conference. So I think they're going to be rowdy. I think it's going to give USC some troubles offensively. Um, So I like Washington. I like Washington with the points
1: as well. All right, you're laying the 10 just like I am. We are in agreement on our first two games. Big 10 is the big uh, game this weekend. Number five, Ohio State heading to Lincoln to take on Nebraska and Scott Frost and Adrian Martinez. Ohio State's a 17.5-point favorite. This is where college game day is. The over-under is 67.5. That's a lot of points. This is 7.30 p.m. ABC game, Justin Fields is playing at a very high level. Ryan Day looks like an unbelievable coach paired with that quarterback, and their defense is good, man. Ohio State is the type of team that when they want to stomp people out – they are very capable of it. I don't know if I've seen enough from Nebraska, Aaron, to warrant an upset alert. 17 and a half points is a ton for a home dog. Does Scott Frost have what it takes to get these boys ready to roll and make it competitive?
2: Well, I mean, Ohio State's balling out. You, you watch the film, and, and they look great offensively. They look great defensively. But they haven't. it's another team that they really haven't been challenged by an elite big-time program. Cincinnati was a good team, a really good team um and they kick their butt but they yeah. still haven't been a power five opponent this year that's a, a legit power five i mean they beat fau cincinnati indiana and then miami of ohio yeah uh, this past weekend 76 to 5 so we'll see it's a it's a tough road environment scott frost has a team playing better in year two are they playing like we maybe anticipated them playing no but they're still winning football games and that's what you want to see they're finding ways to win games they found a way to win uh, last week versus Illinois, 42 to 38 when they were down pretty big. So I it's at Nebraska. I, I think Ohio State is an elite team. I think they are playoff worthy. Um, but 17 and a half points on the road against a, a a conference foe, a well-coached team, a team that's getting better. I just don't see that happening. So I like I like Ohio State to win it, but I think it's gonna be I think it's more of a, a 10 to 14 point game, not at 17 and a half.
1: All right. You are on the same side as me as well. Home dog, a home dog. That is the Clint Bowling gambling special. So we are both on Nebraska plus 17 and a half. All right. Quick picks here. Ole Miss traveling to Alabama. Huge line. Alabama minus 37 and a half over under 61 and a half. I am going to lay the points with Bama. They are going to stomp them out. Bama covers. I still need the Aaron Murray lock of the week.
2: Still need to help memory lock of the week. What was the first game we get? I uh, like, I like, give me, I like Virginia with the points. I think okay. that's my lock. I just think Notre awesome. Dame is going to come out a little, little banged up, a little slow. Um, and I like this Virginia team, so that's my lock of the week right now. I need this one, man.
1: All righty, um, Bama Lane, thirty-seven and a half. What do you week. think? You like to Bama, Bama Lane, thirty-seven and a half at home against Ole Miss.
2: Oh yeah. Ole Miss, no chance, baby. Give me so uh, a thirty seven and a half.
1: That's a lot of points. They
2: crushed they do. they they've been crushing Ole Miss though lately, these past couple of years. I mean, just dominating them. I thought last year Alabama or Ole Miss with all those receivers with uh, their quarterback would have a chance, and they just stomped them to the ground. So I think Alabama has their number uh and I just don't see anyone stopping those receivers right now. So give me Alabama with the points. I, I know it's crazy, yeah. but they just I like I said they've had old Mrs. number these past couple of years.
1: All right, we're four for four. Mississippi State heading to number seven Auburn. Auburn is back at home. They are laying ten and a half points, a double digit favorite. This over under is forty seven. Not a lot of love to the offensive sides of the football here. What say you? Can Mississippi State with Tommy Stevens keep this close?
2: If Tommy Stevens is healthy, that's the key. I mean, do we know yet if Tommy Stevens is going to be the quarterback? So this that that's what scares me a little bit right now about this bet. If if Tommy Stevens not is not the guy, uh, then I like Auburn. And I like Auburn with the points. But if, if Tommy Stevens is playing, this is a very different offense, um, and and I still think Auburn is still growing their side of the football. So I think it could be closer. So. Can I make two bets here saying if Tommy yes. Stevens plays? Okay. Why not? If, if if Tommy Stevens plays, give me give me Mississippi State with the points. If he doesn't, give me Auburn laying the points.
1: Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna make an executive decision. I'm gonna say Tommy Stevens is playing. So you're on Mississippi State plus ten and a half, and I'm on Auburn minus ten and a half. And it goes if it goes the other way, well, then you can yell at me. On Monday, last pick, Kentucky at South Carolina, two kind of middle-tier SEC East teams, bottom-tier, however you want to classify them. South Carolina is your standard three-point home favorite over under 50 points. Kentucky just, I I don't know, these are two teams that are playing pretty uninspiring football right now.
2: Yeah, which is – I've been surprised the way Kentucky played this past weekend. I thought their offensive line two weeks ago versus Florida was tremendous, and all of a sudden last week you turn on the film you're like, God, what happened? Those guys were dominant, and all of a sudden they laid an egg in this past weekend's game and just got absolutely smoked. So – but so did South Carolina. That's the problem. Yeah. and they didn't look good either. What's the line here again?
1: Three, just your standard three-point home favorite. I'm gonna go South Carolina here. I'm gonna lay the three points and say South Carolina covers and beats Kentucky at home.
0: Mm.
2: Give me, give me it I'll take it. All right, he I'll wants take South Carolina. Carolina. I thought, I thought their defense played actually versus Missouri. You watched the first half and, and 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 even into the third quarter, it was actually a pretty good game defensively for South Carolina. Uh, and I just think they, they just offense got nothing going. And that really affected that football team um, and that side of the football. So I like South Carolina at home. And we know those fans, even at 1-3, and three, they're going to show up and they're going to get noisy. So yes. uh, I like them.
1: All right. I'm going to throw one more pick at you because you had mentioned this game earlier. Clemson on the road at North Carolina in Chapel Hill. They're laying 27 points. The over is North 61. Carolina. You want North Carolina the points. Are you going to was... you change your lock of the week or are you sticking with Virginia plus 12 and a half? I'm
2: sticking with Virginia. Okay. Uh, a little bit more comfortable with that. I do j- I- I do. I like North Carolina's defense, um, I, and if that if their quarterback can find a way not to turn the football over, yet too His first two picks of the week last last week, if he can figure out a way just to, to take care of the football versus really talented Clemson team, uh, I think they can make this closer. Like I said, I'm not saying Clemson's going to lose, but yeah. there's always that one game every year that they just don't play as well. I think this could be the possibility that week.
1: I think you're on to something there. I'm gonna lay the points, though. I think Trevor Lawrence has a good game, stays clean, does not throw an interception. Okay, prize picks tonight. Great game in the NFL. Eagles, Packers, finally, something to watch on a Thursday night. Carson Wentz projected at 19. 19- fantasy points against that Packers D which is playing really well Aaron over or under 19 fantasy points over Carson. I
2: mean they, the Philly they got to get things going yeah I they're mean, just banged they just, up they're banged up right now and, and and Carson is he takes a lot of pride in, in making sure his team wins and how he performs so I think he's going to come out there extra focused uh and ready to go and you know defensively t- t- defenses are always a little bit more
1: pissed off about Thursday night games than
2: an offense yes, they're yes. just a little they're, they're more tired they're more beat up so um, I like Carson to go out there and throw a couple touchdowns.
1: Aaron Rodgers on the other side, projected at 20 fantasy points. I think this game is in Green Bay. I'm about to check. You always have to love the home teams. Yes, it's in Green Bay on Thursday nights. Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur, the new head coach, they like yell at each other on the sidelines. They're all fired up and shit. It's kind of weird, but Aaron Rodgers it's is 3-0. and Yeah, they're 3-0. It's working. I'm going to go over Aaron Rodgers, 20 fantasy points on Sunday night. And then a guy that you know, Zach Ertz, he's projected 14.5 fantasy points. He's kind of Carson Wentz's security blanket. I think he gets a touchdown on Thursday night, and I think he will go over 14.5 points. i want to throw one more name at you. It's in college football. And remember, with prize picks, you can do cross-sport entries. So you can do a Thursday night college football game and a Thursday night NFL football game and go over, under on those picks. Navy is playing Memphis. Memphis's quarterback Brady White can get after it. Navy's defense is okay. This is actually not a bad game. Brady White is projected 18.1 fantasy points against Navy's defense. I would have to say he goes over that.
2: Yeah, that's a good Memphis offense. Um, Give me give you the points as well for him.
1: All right, you're going over eighteen point one fantasy points, and you went over Carson Wentz nineteen fantasy points. There's Here. your Thursday night free two pick entry to win twenty five bucks. Downloads Prize Picks. Use the promo code PNP, or go to myprizepicks slash info. Use the promo code PNP. You get a free two pick entry to win twenty five bucks. They match your first deposit twenty five percent. Aaron, anything on the way out, brother?
2: No man, I'm heading back up to Philly this weekend. Philly, um, uh, Philly, Philly, Philly. So, uh, should be another fun weekend. I'm excited. A lot of good football.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Keep we will rolling. be. Uh, we will keep it rolling for sure. Follow Prize Picks on Twitter and Instagram at Prize Picks. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Punt and Pass. Aaron is at Aaron Murray 11. I am at Drew Butler 13. And we will talk to you on Monday. See you.